Hey everybody, welcome back to All The Things with Luke Tim. I am Luke Tim and I'm the host because uh, I can be two things at once. That's uh, how I roll. So there you go. Um, yeah, a couple of things quick before we dive into the podcast. First, I know it's been a while since I uh, dropped one. I was hoping to get this one that I have recorded partly. Uh, it is a podcast that I've been trying to find somebody to take uh, the opposite view of me when it comes to pro-life, pro-choice stuff. And really uh, had an awesome interview with a friend of mine, did a wonderful job. Thanks again, Kelsey. It was it was sweet. But I was kind of hoping to get another one to, to have two options, either like bundle them together as one, um, two interviews, one podcast, or two back-to-back podcasts. But I just haven't been able to find anybody else who's willing to step up and just have the conversation, which is crazy because it's definitely not something I'm looking – it's not contentious. It's no fighting. There's, it's super easy. Um, but I'm working on it. Anyways, in the meantime, we did record yet another podcast, and uh, I got a bunch of disclaimers for this one. First, uh, I do want everybody to know that this is a church uh, and a bit of a church politic-heavy podcast. Sorry. Um, it's topical. It, it came up recently in the LCMS. I don't want to say this, um, that I love the LCMS. Uh, I love the, the Synod. I love this denomination. Uh, I love our heritage, our doctrine, the tradition, all of that. I really do dig it. The only problem is that it's full of stupid people like me. And um, people who are stupid and sinful and broken do stupid, broken, sinful things. So we do, I think, have problems in uh, in our denomination that aren't um, aren't any different than any other denomination. Probably um, they just have a different flavor. I don't think it's better or worse. Just a different flavor. So uh, an article came out about mobbing recently, and it was really interesting. And I, I have a story that's. Um, corroborating and I, I tried not to get too personal with names in fact I dropped a name or two out here and there um in the podcast you, you probably won't even notice it uh I'm not trying to point fingers I'm not trying to to blame game and I know people are going to come at this and maybe think well eighth commandment this and so and so that uh Matthew 18 Dude, I get it and if, if there was a way to to do those things I would but when it's institutional and it is corporate. Uh, it gets really hard to to Matthew eighteen an ink uh, or Matthew eighteen somebody that you don't have a direct personal sin issue with. Uh, it's it's really a leadership issue. Um, so yeah, I, I don't want anybody to think I hate our leadership or I don't like a person or I'm trying to speak ill of a person. Um, I'm not. I'm just saying I I don't think things are good. I think it's obvious, and uh, I've experienced some of the stuff that that article mobbing talks about. So I, I gave a story, and it's been about ten years. I feel like it's fair game. If uh, anybody takes issue with me, I'm not airing any dirty laundry. I'm not. Dude, it's been been ten years, and uh, it's my story. <laughs> so one of the things that bothers me about this whole mobbing thing is that when you try and air something out, and they People come at you with the, well, you're airing our dirty laundry and the Matthew 18 and the uh, Eighth Commandment stuff. Um, If it weren't a church, if it weren't the church, we'd be calling that victim shaming. If, uh, If I can't make myself known that I've been wounded or hurt or find justice or whatever it is, because when I do try and do that, the people who uh, have done those things are in charge or in authority, 
and uh, I can't find those things and I try and make it public, they say, sit down, shut up. Um, you can't do that. So it's not a healthy dynamic. That's That thing is straight up broke. So Duncan and Dan and I talk about a lot of different stuff in this podcast. We're kind of all over the place. I just want everybody to be aware of that. If you're not into church politics, this may not be the one for you. You might want to skip it. It's kind of boring. Um, but again, we're kind of all over the place, and I, and I do eventually, a few minutes in there, get to a, a pretty crazy story uh, of my personal experience of being mobbed and uh, even recruited. How about that? I'm one of those uh, potential recruits that didn't work out. Um, anyways, yeah, um, whatever. Oh, by the way, big stuff coming up in my world pretty soon. Um, super big announcement. Really, I don't, I'm not saying that lately. I've only ever said this one other time and teased it one other time and uh, ended up adopting embryos and being pregnant with triplets and changing the world in my life. So, yeah, this one's is like that kind of big. Um, so hang on tight. I got a little bit more work to do before I'm ready to go public and let everybody know. But stay tuned, and I would love and appreciate your prayers, your support, uh, your encouragement, all that kind of stuff. Because, yeah, it's one of those things and one of those days and all that stuff. Anyways, um, might as well just get to it, right? Right. All right. Uh, Without further ado, here is this weird, long, rambling podcast about church and stuff. Memorization is not part of our confirmation requirements other than what the parents – parents get to decide what their kids memorize. So um, the reason being is I, I don't feel like our kids – my kids, I should say, for sure, are going to have to have memory. It's going away. They have Google. <laughs> it's happening. Mm-hmm. They're always going to uh, – Duncan's getting upset. <laughs> Duncan's getting worked up. But it's not better. It's, it, I didn't say it was better. So why wouldn't you do the better thing? I didn't say it was worse. I think it's a lateral move. Same thing's been said about the written word. Yeah. I'm going to YouTube now. Yeah, well, and I that was... I don't read a manual anymore. I watch a video on it. That was a, a, a big um, criticism of the Gutenberg press and of writing things down. Mm-hmm. Oh, nobody's going to remember anything anymore. We're going to write it all down. Same thing with these came up with slates in the 1800s for math. It's the same argument over and over again. But, but it is because, because saying don't memorize something versus get your words out loud versus on paper is two different things. Rhetoric versus composition. That was a big split. They, mm-hmm. they thought you could just write down the speech and it didn't work. Nope. So it's, that's why I had to change grammatically. Let's introduce it so everybody knows. We're doing a what podcast. We, what are we doing today, we're Luke? Recording that. We're doing stuff. We've got Duncan and Dan in the room today. Woohoo! Yeah, you guys are sharing that mic, so try and point your faces at it. If we just get close to the mic together, the closer you get, the better the sound. <laughs> He's not a Gillette man. And no. Goes, no. Should we talk about that stupid art, uh, advertising campaign? Dan's hairy face. No, the Gillette um, advertising thing. You'd rather talk about Dan's hairy face. He has a nice face. I'm covering it up. Yeah, that's what's nice about it. This. <laughs> it's nice and warm. It's gray and <laughs> other shades of gray. How old are you? I'm 47. Okay. It's really 47. old. Yeah. Super Compared old. to you guys, I'm really old. <laughs> 
speak loudly and clearly. That's all I keep doing yep. is, is going on and on about how old Dan is. <laughs> it's one thing he's got forever on me. <laughs> It'll never go away. Well, yeah. I mean, at some point, Except it's, the it won't be as long as it's been. There you go. I'll be 82. You'll be 82, right? So we're not halfway there. But 94? Yeah. I mean, I'm, you're, I'm over. Yeah. My I mean, great-grandma lived to be 103, so you're, maybe. Cresting. Mm-hmm. I'm way mm-hmm. past prime. Way past. <laughs> like you said, what's 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 up? You're like weight and age. Yes, mm-hmm. completely. Weight yeah, and age. I'm I'm a little bit fat after the holidays and it saved your life. But weren't you going? <laughs> <laughs> weren't you going to try to win that thing? Oh no, it doesn't start until February. Oh, okay. Got plenty of time, time to, <laughs> to back it. I'm gonna do it again. Just, I brought <laughs> I brought that up. Uh, I brought that up to weight bell guy yesterday. Yeah. A, do you know weight bell guy? I've heard the stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your uh, God is dead. Weight belt. Yeah, Josiah. It's actually like a Jesus thing. Josiah. Well, yeah, working on it, I guess. Or uh, we had a great conversation in the weight room yesterday. Okay. Yeah. And um, does he love Jesus? He does. Um, but uh, he came. I did my. I did my God my, is Jesus. Uh huh. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So he gave him my sermon at Glory Day. Okay. And he heard his back doing some weights that afternoon ah. so he was in much pain and he brought his friend to make sure he could get in and out oh jeez <laughs> i did not see him there so we had this conversation yeah. it was about why is jesus god right and he goes yeah after your sermon i'm not convinced i'm like okay he's not convinced jesus is god not based on what i said so i'm like well that's maybe longer than a 10 minute description of uh the ancient uh Aryan heresy but that's essentially what do you think jesus is the man raised the dead. I think God did things only God can do. Yeah, he called he, God, receives honor and glory, fit for God. Yep. But nice guy. But just a prophet. So I was like, well, so, so we talked a little bit. And about a li- that. also a liar. At that point, <laughs> right? claimed, himself. claimed himself to be and acted like it and did it. And no, he he so was he was un- he would did not know he didn't know that that's the question of all the heretical Christian sects, like really, the Muslims, the Jews. The Mormon. Oh, he didn't know that. That's the. What's that's this the, guy's background? I don't know. A youth pastor. He um, is a youth pastor. No, was. Oh, okay. Huh? So huh? no. So Coop, Coop actually. <laughs> He's a great guy. Had he loves Jesus. Guy. Okay. Yeah. Because apparently he asked about the weight belt, and then the next thing you know, mm-hmm. you're having coffee with. with oh, you Joe. guys talked about it on your podcast. Yeah. Some of his his questions. So Joe grew up in the church, more of a Cal. I think more of a Calvinist thing. We mission trip the whole thing, and but then realized that he didn't feel like it was an internal like I don't feel like I believe, mm-hmm. and so. But I also know the faith of Christians is weak and stupid, and so I want to ask them questions mm-hmm. to challenge them. Hence, the weight belt. Your God is dead, right? Right, because he, he didn't feel like Christians could defend yeah. their faith. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's just you know somebody who. <laughs> Is searching, but wants wants to believe. I think he, I think he self described himself as variable, right? You know, he'll he'll be like, oh yeah, that's religious fluid, (laughs) religious fluid, non-binary, theologically fluid. fluid. But this is, but then I, so the fact that he didn't know that, right? So I'm like, oh, okay, so this guy needs to probably, you know, hear some things, right? And maybe he doesn't even know the Lutheran stance and election or what, you know, I don't know. Where he's at. So it was a good conversation, and I've encouraged him, prayed with him. Uh, he talks to guys in the gym. 
he's gotten a little trouble for doing that. I'm like, well, keep getting in trouble. It's good. Um, How do you get in trouble? Do do? Um, because you know, because the flamboyant way he felt of or or Richie. or he, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe somebody didn't like what he was saying or something. And um, but I don't know. <laughs> but I, I'm like, dude, I'd rather have you than no, you know, nothing. So sleeping right? In <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's not. Right. He's so he's engaging people, um, and he's and he's willing huh. to learn. So I'm like, what else could you ask for? Really? I mean, he's a young guy. He came to church. He came to church, More even though he was in severe pain. Uh, so I, I commend, <laughs> I commend him for that. He was going to come here on a Wednesday night too. Didn't work, but right. Um, maybe we'll get him here someday. That's what we need to do. We need yeah, to have him. We get to, he can come here and speak for himself. Is Brandon yeah. coming back? Brandon said he was coming back. Yeah, yes, Brandon. Former um, guest on the show. That's why we bring him up. I listen yes. to this. I, I just listened to that man. Right, he knows, he knows woof, econ really well. He, he's a smart kid, <laughs> and I can call him a kid because he's like thirty-two or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's got some crazy going on right now, where his um, girlfriend uh, is having a baby. But good news, good news. Uh, there seems to be some drifting towards the church, and that's that's hallelujah, praise Jesus. But um, it's down uh, Osceola or something like that mm-hmm. um, is where she's at. So he's going to be kind of down there for a while, mm-hmm. and. He asked me if I'd touch base with um, a pastor down there at a church he's going to. It's Iowa District East. Um, they say baptize babies. That's good. Oh, I'm not worried about <laughs> that. But like, <laughs> so I, I just tried to give the heads up of, hey, you know, this guy's coming, and thought I'd give you a heads up. Uh, good guy. He'll introduce himself. It'd be cool. He's going to be there for a while. Probably not going to end up there long term. Mm-hmm. So then he bounces back. Um, the standard. Uh, if, if you were to categorize somebody <laughs> in oh. Iowa East, he gave that answer of, is he a um, uh, good st- upstanding member, uh, catechized, something or other, mm-hmm. basically asking, can I give him the Lord's Supper? Mm-hmm. But literally, and it said, we have the Lord's Supper almost every week, so can I give him the Lord's Supper? Mm-hmm. And I had to be like, I like the guy. Well, it's a weird thing because he's not a member of my church. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he, he comes here a lot, and he actually goes to St. Paul Ankeny uh, a fair amount, and he goes to Peace in Des Moines. Um, he's been helping out down there ever since Pete had his stroke. Yeah. Um, he's teaching Bible study. And, yeah, he teaches Bible study. I, I, like, I think his uh, membership is still at St. Paul's in Fort Dodge. So, like, I, I, I kind of said – I just gave him the scoop. Like, he goes to three churches, mine often – uh, I commune him, and I, as far as I know, he's a member in good standing at St. Paul's. Probably hasn't been there for mm, probably should. fifteen years. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know. Point is, just give him communion. <laughs> don't, be, don't be an asshole. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. Can you just take it? Which I, brings up our topic for today. Hey, what it is does. the topic? I, I, know, I have no clue. Why you're a <laughs> why are you such why, a asshole? Why am I sitting here? This is a we thought we'd podcast an intervention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just yeah, this is why are you so old? Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna sit on your chest well, and shave you. I had no choice but to be born in 1972. With, so with a Gillette razor, pinky up, pinky <laughs> up. Yeah, be all the man you can be. Yeah, well, I, I've been trying to be the bush light guy. But I can't be as tall, dark, and handsome as that guy. So um, yeah. it's, a fe- it's feeble. Um, You're not pulling, I it, like off. It. Not pulling it off. I like it. The beard? Yeah. The beard? Well, I mean, I, no, my it's wife a little it. weird. It's going away. Uh, it'll be gone. If, if Valentine's Day, it's gone. Lamb chops? Uh, or my wife. My wife. Oh, yeah, do the chops. I can just do the chops. Oh. 
but they do the my, jobs. The women in my life do not like it. So my daughter, it's her birthday and Valentine's Day. So she, it's a gift to her and a gift to my wife on Valentine's. To it needs to go away. Plus, it starts warming up. So I just like it keeps my face warm. And it's the hair is stupid, beard, right? The, it is stupid. Hair is stupid. And grow, grow the hair, neck beard only. <laughs> oh, I've been, shaving, I've been shaving my neck this whole time. No, I know. Reverse, like, go, reverse it. The part, the I do like that idea. Inverse it. <laughs> a man scarf. Uh, the hand gestures don't follow through. They don't, it's a podcast so, audio. Yeah, okay. I have yeah. a feeling you shave your back. Do you shave your back, Duncan? No. Do you trim? Get, like, does your wife get back there? Like, you just seem like a hairy gorilla guy. Not up top. The, the part I have is... Oh, you shaved down below. Is the, is, the, is the patch on the back around the belt line. Right? Do you have that? I do. What do you do with that? Let's Nothing. Let's about you. <laughs> hair stupid, remember? hairy patch back here? I do have a hairy patch, right? Like the small... Like right where my tramp snap would be if I had one. Right. Covered in hair. Covered in hair. It's weird. Have you ever told you about the guy at the gym with the tramp stamp? <laughs> This was one of my, like, I had an existential crisis. Does anybody want to hear? <laughs> so, so there I was. In, so in, there in the I sauna. was. I'm in, I'm in this alpha class working out, and this dude next to me, who's like the dudeliest dude you could, Mike is his name. He's just Except. like tall, burly. We start talking. He used to own a CrossFit gym, and now he sold that, and he was a... Uh, like a special forces jump in the water, swim and rescue people guy. And like, he's just like, it's amazing. Right. And he's got like big tattoos of guns and <laughs> eagles and I'm like, oh, America. <laughs> and then like, we had to do these handstand pushups. He flips up to do a handstand. He's got a tramp stamp. And I was like, no Mike, way. Mike, Mike, <laughs> Mike, 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 come on. <laughs> you can't have a tramp stamp. <laughs> They can be removed. I never talked to him again. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, he's such a nice guy. So he was wow. so kind and just a good dude. With the Bad decision, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I really hope he was young when that happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's only maybe late 30s, early 40s, but... Oh, it's a tragedy. Anyways... Uh, so no, we, I'm not getting a tattoo. We were gonna <laughs> oh, get a tattoo, you wuss. Is there a tram stamp? Now they think of it. <laughs> an eagle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so are we are, are we talking about Gillette? Are we talking about uh, the the Lutheran Illuminati? Are we talking? I like the Lutheran Illuminati bit. So, did you read that article? Um, you came unprepared. You can't do I, this. I, I got texted last night that I should show up. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the Lutheran Forum. <laughs> In the middle, of- <laughs> we're going to hold you down, shave you, and give you a tattoo. But why? Why the fur patch by the uh, by the belt line? Because I've had that, and I I don't understand. I don't know why is it there. Right, it's weird. It is a little bit weird. It's probably like vestigial tail something or other from when we evolved from apes. Is that the thing? Is it any of those? No. No, no, it's not going to be Illuminati. It's going to be... uh, The Lutheran Forum. Lutheran Forum, and it's just about the... It's it's the guy who does... What magazine does he do? He's he's a a, a well-known guy, respectable, and he wrote this piece on basically there are people that meet clandestinely and talk about infiltrating congregations and making life hard, basically, for people that don't toe the party line and if it hasn't happened to you it will oh, really? and the piece sounded so conspiratorial like you're reading this going yeah so buy these you know 10 year food I'll ration you, package yeah, messenger facebook okay, and 
it sounds conspiratorial until you get to the end. And then the editor of the magazine basically says, we know this sounds cray cray, but you need to listen to this guy because we listened to him and we did our own due diligence. And yeah, this is a thing. Well, and the guy who wrote it put his name on it and like he's – He's a somebody. Ed, Edward Engelbrecht. This is uh, – he yeah. was a professor at Fort Wayne. Um, he was in some kind of synodical something or other and <clears throat> so – Also has a tramp stamp though. Probably. So probably. <laughs> probably has a tramp stamp. Edward, I'm sorry. I had to <laughs> Yeah. I mean – Full disclosure. Engelbrecht's right. kind of a guy. Like he – and he, he happily put his name on it. He did he did redact like specific names and stuff and the, the examples that he cites. Um, but he is he doesn't pull any punches that this stuff happened to him and other people. And like so, the trippy thing is, you sent me that and I read it and I had that same sort of okay, this is probably he has a book he's trying to sell or something. Yeah, yeah, something. Mm-hmm. I, so I had that same response and then. Um, I, I did a little bit more reading up on Engelbrecht because I didn't know him. I've never met the guy. Um, and I'm like, man, this is like a real person that probably isn't a nut job being crazy. So I followed up, um, did a little bit more research and reading on the authors of Lutheran Forum because I – do you like get newsletters from them or something? I've never heard of Lutheran Forum. No, although I got a book yesterday. If we If this crashes and burns, I have another topic. Okay. I got a book on – the, the distinctiveness of Lutheranism or Lutheran distinctive things. Did you get that book? Uh-uh. It came in the mail. Alyssa opened it, so I didn't see the package it came in. But it was one of those books that this is what we want to share with people is what hmm. makes Lutheran special. Anyway, right. so this Engelbert Humperdinck guy. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Good enough. Yeah. But no, he's real. He's legit. He put his name to it. But it sounds crazy. But right. it's not. It isn't. So this is basically um, pointing fingers at the upper echelon of the current synodical administration as this is not good. And the the tactics that they are using are not Christian and they're – the the whole thing is about mobbing. Um, Now – Like breaking into your house? Yeah. I mean we're not talking about like just an annoying person at a voters meeting that's been planted by – the super seeker group of high echelon. We're talking about alleged criminal activity in order to get certain people to either drop out of the ministry or leadership in the church or to change their tone to fall into the party line. Sure. And I've, I've seen... Oh, man, you are a target for this. Uh, totally. <laughs> Number one, speak out or challenge organizational dynamics or organizational policies or procedures. Yeah, you, saying it shouldn't exist would probably be challenging. <laughs> Suppose so. corruption, wrongdoing, yeah. work for change. Are you sure you slipped getting out of the train? <laughs> you pushed. <laughs> yeah, it was my the whole parking lot was iced up just for me. It didn't work, guys. He thought he slipped. Yeah. Try again. Try harder. Um, <laughs> woke up with a tramp stamp. Mess. Yeah. Matt Harrison's face. Do these people know that you fell? Uh, I mean, some people know. I posted on Facebook. Yeah, I fell. Whacked my head. I'm what, fine. And what saved you? My, my meaty, meaty neck. <laughs> also known as <laughs> my fat neck. It's not fat. It's muscle. It's all muscle. <laughs> it's untrained muscle. <laughs> I keep it in. It's muscle, but I keep it in a relaxed state. So I could see how you could think <laughs> that it, it jiggles a lot. But that's because I'm, I'm relaxed. excellent at Consumable. relaxing. You are. Yeah. Another four. Outsiders are different from the cultural norm. Yeah. You, yeah. are, you are a target. I'm a dead man. 
The only problem is I'm not that uh, important. <laughs> so. It's a good thing you're bringing, you know, you know. But oh wow, force them to adapt, revel in animosity, gain pleasure out of boredom, reinforce prejudices. Hmm. Which all this sounds like a general thing that you can yeah, substantiate, right. but then you scroll down and he's like, "And here's where it happened." Yep. And he cites and all that kind of stuff. Mike, the, the only thing, the only question I have is, so it's kind of like the moon landing. Like, so there's a super secret group of people that fake something, right? And so, but none of them come cleaner like, yeah, so uh, we didn't land on the moon. Right. Or, yeah, I'm part of this group and like we, flaming bag of poo in Luke Tim's yard. I'm sorry. The fact that no one's broken silence on this from the inside of the group to me that kind of casts light on how big is this? Is this like seven people or is right. it like, well, there's to keep that group together without anybody breaking rank mm-hmm. and, and, and exposing it yep. is a little questionable. I don't know that. Um, I don't know that it is because people have, I think broken rank a couple of times, but they're, they, they are marginalized at what they can do. But like we can point to very real things that we know I mean, it happened publicly. Like the whole thing with Cloa, that was public. I mean, they mm-hmm. they beat the crap out of that guy publicly, and and were like children about it because they got the dumbest people to debate the smartest guy, and then declared themselves winners <laughs> because <laughs> our guy is better than you. And then it flat out um, sat down with Cloa and told him point blank, "You're never going to be president of the seminary. You're never going anywhere." at the seminary and then Chloe left and there's two other professors that like popped and left and, and it was under like real spurious things. You know, one of them was kind of fired, like forcefully retired early or something like that. It's common knowledge that, um, the president of St. Louis, um, uh, Meyer, Meyer, Mm -hmm. he wants to retire, but he won't because he's afraid that if he retires, and take that lateral step over and be seminary president. Um, and I've heard that from more than three, like I'm saying more than three, less than five <laughs> district presidents, because one of them was kind of like, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I, he didn't exactly say it, but he was in the room with other district presidents and they were saying it. Wow. And he was like, uh-huh. So I guess if you want to count that, <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> But I got his mouth open that wide. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's a total mouth breather. Uh-huh. Not Iowa District West. Our president's awesome. He's not a mouth breather. Um, True story. And here's another crazy bit is just this last week, I was someplace doing something. I'm being vague. <laughs> and I happened to run into some guy. And I can. He happened to say something. <laughs> no, I'll get specific. That made me think that was interesting. He's a district guy. Now, Iowa District West, um, which is why I was kind of surprised that I ran into him. Um, last I saw him, he was a professor at the seminary. And it was like this weird moment of, oh, you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do remember you. And like we started chatting. And um, things turned synodical politics a little bit. And I was I, – I flat out asked him because he's a nice guy. I said, uh, do you think there's any chance we're going to bounce um, Harrison? And he's like, eh, there's a chance and, uh, and kind of giving me the, a little bit of the bureaucratic bullshit. And I was just like, come on, dude. We're going to get him or not? And he said, did you read that Lutheran Forum article? And I was like, yeah. 
You became the mouth breather. I did. And he goes, he said, that's a big deal. And that carries weight. And he said, um, from his time at the seminary and in the district office, he's also done a little bit of synodical stuff, like boards or whatever. Uh, he goes, yeah, there's a lot of people in districts nodding their head going, no, that's absolutely real. So there's some confirmation out there that, that this is a real thing. I don't know. So my, my question to Mr. Engelbert Humperdinck would be, like maybe some of the stuff that happened, he's sort of correlating and lumping together. Like maybe some dude just broke into his house. Right. And now he's like paranoid because all this other real stuff is happening. Whoa. And like. So I, I have a buddy of mine. I know a guy. You know a guy? I was talking to him about stuff. Stuff. Things. <laughs> no. And, and so he's he's a big conservative guy. Right. And so I'm not. And so we're like. He's like, have you had the flaming bag of poo outside your house? I'm like, Nope. Have you lit any flaming bags of poo outside of anyone else's house? And he's like, no. And I haven't been asked to be on this secret team. He's like, Part of the machine, they if call anyone, it. Right. If anyone <laughs> should be on the machine, he's like, it should be me. Like, I have a reputation <laughs> it for should being be me. Right? Why did like, they pick what, me? What do I need to do to get on the machine? He's like, I'm, he's like, when I was in seminary, I was the most conservative guy in my class. People knew it. I'm at my church. I'm 5 and 15. Right. I mean, he's that guy. And he's like, nobody's approached me like, Hey, I want to talk to you about. <laughs> right? So he's like, so again, not that this isn't real, but nobody's broken silence, and guys that should be on the team aren't being asked to be on the team. What do you got to do to be on the team? Well, so here's the thing. Right. I know a guy who got recruited on the team. Okay. I do. Now it's interesting. Yeah. Um, Is it Michael Cohen? <laughs> no, uh, it was it was the guy he paid twelve thousand dollars to try and skew the numbers. In a laundry bag, <laughs> in a Walmart bag. bag. Yeah, here's <laughs> here's twelve grand. Uh, and what it was it was it was cash, and there was something that was like a shoe, right? It was oh, like a boxing glove. A of, bo- yeah, famous box. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of some yeah. Brazilian guy. Okay, <laughs> would be helpful to know who. <laughs> One some... million dollars. <laughs> so. Um, uh, Previous congregation I was at, uh, things went sideways and they went bad, like really bad. When you were there? Yeah. Yeah. And it was a targeted effort to, uh, I always say, kill and destroy the senior pastor. Um, and I don't think they actually wanted him dead, but like it would have been cool if he died. Like they were definitely okay with that. But who's doing this? So I'll, here, I'll, I'll get there. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> So, story is, um, I'm going to really try and condense this down. So there was... No, we got long form. You're, you're good. But th- this in itself is like a three-hour story. Um, it goes... You can leave and come back. <laughs> <laughs> just text this when you're done. <laughs> so a guy. <clears throat> There's a guy who is the senior pastor, and we're, we're rewinding. This story starts in like 1968 or 69, something like that. Dude is a pastor of a church in Michigan, and the walkout happens, Mm -hmm. and it turns into, well, crap, we need a district president for Michigan District. Um, Literally nobody wants to do it because, like, it's the worst time to be anything. Mm -hmm. So uh, they have an election. He's not even there. They have the election, the convention, whatever, and, like, people keep turning it down. Like, the guy's elected. He's like, nah. Next guy's elected. 
nah. Next guy's like, nah. And then they call this guy and he's like, I do want to be the district president. That, that sounds, but let me talk to my, my congregation. So he goes back to the church and says, I'm, they, they have elected me president of the Michigan district. <laughs> kind of, right? <laughs> like, in a sort of, sort of way. Um, and they're like, no, but we love you. We don't want you to go. He says, well, here's what we're going to do. Um, we'll call an associate that you can make senior while I'm gone, but then I'm going to get the call back and be the senior later and when I'm done being district president. And so the church was just made this weird, funky deal, just messing. I mean, that's so many sideways and wrong things about all that went down there. Comes back. And they're like, all right, now, Mr. Senior Pastor, you're not anymore. And he was like, yeah, I am. What are you talking about? I'm the senior pastor. You can't call another senior pastor. <laughs> that doesn't work that way. I am the senior pastor. He can be the associate. So they made him the associate. The former district president becomes the associate who just basically is like, yeah, I'm the senior and like has his own meetings, um, does his own stuff, and was just like, bah, whatever. And sure this, <laughs> so like it, that's the beginning of like the toxic soup of that church that just got so icky and gross and ugly that it, and because people really loved both of these guys and they didn't see this weird thing that was happening. This guy gets all stressed out, makes a handful of really bad decisions, so that like legit needs to get defrocked and. The way they do it is like in the middle of the night, they just – you're done here. You're gone and, and like forces him out and, and I think they even had a restraining order. He couldn't step foot on campus again ever. The Christian love. So like – exactly. So it was like <laughs> overnight, the story is – Matthew 18 approach with that. <laughs> we go to the court. Get a restraining order. Get a restraining yeah. order. <laughs> so <laughs> it like turns – it went from like this church has two big – Big growing church, two pastors that people really like them both. To uh, I've never heard of that guy. I don't know who you're talking about. Like, no, the, he was he's pastor dead. What pastor? Isn't he? <laughs> no, he's gone. Never was here. Nothing. He's gone. And like, what, are you what, what year is this? Off the what side year is of the this? building. What year so is this? this is like in the late '80s, early '90s, somewhere in there. Okay. I think that's right. So then they they run through a string of senior pastors. Because, again, now this guy is the associate, and he's like, I can just be the associate and make you know a pretty good paycheck and run the church from over here. This is cool. And so, like, oh, wow. they'd get a senior pastor, and it was like, he'd come in, spend a year, go, oh, crap, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, take a call. They, they were doing about five-year average senior pastors. Just bam, 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 bam. And my senior's there. I, I'm come about two years after he's there. Same thing. Like the the whole organization, like turns and seeks to kill and destroy. So through the associate pastor, who was district, oh, wow. there were a bunch of lay people recruited, and were connected to other district people. Who, if I went through my note, I took notes on all this stuff because I, I watched the church come apart. It was. Um, looking back on it, super good thing that, that I got to watch, but like it was, uh, like secretaries, like third, fourth secretary of synod, um, a couple other like reconciliation people from the synod, couple people from district. Um, and they would, get, and I was finding out later that they were, um, uh, meeting 
spying with uh, council members and they had recruited a couple of members of the church and and helped them hmm. run a campaign to get on the council so then I kid you not it it the meeting happened where I was sitting down and they were like we're going to destroy your senior pastor because you know how much of a horrible guy he is and how he hates Jesus and all he wants to do is ruin everything and <laughs> I love the guy. Like, they misread this by a mile. <laughs> so they're sitting me down like, oh, man, we almost got him. We think he's going to break. Like, they used the language. That's Wait, you, the flattery you... component of the art. They were, they yeah. were flattering you. So they were like, we think we're going to get him to break. Okay? And then when he breaks, you know, because he, he went on a sabbatical. And now uh, you're in charge while he's gone for the sabbatical. We're going to amp it up a little bit more. And we think we can get him to break. And he'll resign. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to elevate you to senior pastor. And then we're going to bring this program and do this. And, and they're just feeding me the direction of the church. And I looked at him. I was like, oh, you, you have really misread this. I was like, no. Huh. I it basically, in a, in a, at that point, I was still kind of being nice because it was kind of important um, as an associate. I said, uh, yeah, what is to what is to say you're not going to do to me what you just did to Carl? To the other seven guys. And all of the other senior <laughs> pastors before. I'm like, this is the track record. I'm like, no, the problem is, is, you know, we needed a guy and this this word came out. The problem is St. John is such a great church. And has such a rich and storied history. And our tradition is so strong. We need a guy like you who's young that we can groom to be the senior pastor specifically for our church. You said groom. Yeah. I was like, is this going to end up with my pants around my ankles? (laughs) That's going to happen, is it? (laughs) I can go. I'm going to (laughs) go. Run away. (laughs) Your new name is Mike. We're going to brand you. So so we had had a meeting. this, this, I gotta, yeah, yeah. I gotta, this is a great, like, the coup de grace. Um, in this council meeting, which, by the way, there were open meetings. So there would be, um, in the room, maybe 50 people. Spectators. Like, this is how bad the church got. Yeah. So our council meeting had... They didn't discover TV yet? I mean, what are we... No, because the fight got so bad. Because people loved Carl, and then all of a sudden they discovered this seedy, ugly underbelly. Uh, largely because I was the guy who's like, Carl's, you know, trying to be the nice guy who doesn't, you know, bring up all the dirt. And I was like, I'll do it. There's Walker. I'm like, you know what they're doing to him? Here's what they're doing. They're lying about him. Um, they were going around town, um, handing out pamphlets. They're going around in the town to the neighbor's homes, ringing doorbells and giving them pamphlets on, um, narcissism. Be like, well, we know he's not, we know he's got narcissism, right? I mean, we've, we've had him evaluated. By which they mean <laughs> they did a WebMD search. <laughs> All right? and, and so this man does not hate himself. He must have narcissism. <laughs> they're giving people like – nice being a narcissist. Ergo. Yeah. They, they a narcissist. forced him to take a test to, to prove that he was a narcissist. But here's the thing. He happened to have his PhD in those kind of test doings and he was like, so here – I mean I can scam the test. Or just take it normally. Either way, it's going to show you I'm not a narcissist, but you're never going to trust the results because you know I can scam the test because he used to administrate those tests in his in his whole psychology background. Anyways, that's – in this meeting, it, every meeting goes like this. 
50 people or so. And then the council, and I'm now running the council meetings because they almost killed Carl. He's on his sabbatical. And I'm sitting there and they go, all right, meeting comes to order. Um, we're going to something or other, something or other, move to executive session, which means everybody has to leave. And then they can beat, beat me up for the next two hours. And, and there's no minutes taken. Nobody can witness it. And I can't tell anybody. Sure you can. I technically can't. So here's what happened. Sure you can. This one time. <laughs> the Constitution Police is going to come to your house. Excuse me. We heard that you were talking about stuff that was an executive session. Please come with us. Well, here's what they did. So <laughs> it's not far from that. Here's what they did. Um, so the meeting started or, or something, and there was like a quick bit of like arguing, and the guy that had been recruited by the district and synod sitting there yells at somebody in the crowd. And and now there's like yelling going on. Like there's a verbal altercation, and like we have just started. Like maybe the the meeting hasn't even technically started yet, and they're yelling. And the guy gets up, and he's like, the council guy storms outside, and the other guy goes out there too. And I got up because I thought I'm breaking up a fight. Like I, I mean, I'm gonna let the guy hit him a couple of times, but like I'm probably gonna break this fight At up. At some point, it's time to be the hero. Yeah, somebody. And also, there's like scout meetings and other there's people around so hitting physical aggression <laughs> it's seven. so i'm like <laughs> i'm going out out to the hallway with these two guys they're ja, ja, da, screaming How at each other they? oh they're both old farts um i mean at least 47 nah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> no i would say <laughs> I would say uh, mid fifties, early sixties. The one guy was probably sixty, and then the, the angry guy from the council, been recruited by district, was a fat, tubby, fifty-year-old. Uh, um, anyways, they're like, and, and I kind of scooch between them a little bit, and I'm like, eh, let's look, stop swearing really loud because there's kids around, you know, after school activities, and like this is not a good look for a council meeting <laughs> and the guy turns at me and just starts screaming at me and and he's telling me he hopes i take a call and leave here because you're a punk you don't know what you're doing you're lousy i want you to leave i want you to go the whole council wants you to go nobody wants you here bubble and i see him he's like angry beans are going balling up his fist i'm like oh come on do it man i'm thinking like <laughs> the stairs are like 10 feet away and, like, if he does swing, I'm, like, lean into it and then roll towards the stairs. And, like, <laughs> roll down the stairs, hit my head on everyone. <laughs> like, please do it. Please do it. I'm going to sue this whole place for everything they have. Anyways. Um, and this is being screamed right outside the door so everybody can hear. Mm-hmm. And, like, calm, another council person comes up. Calm down. Come back inside. We come back and sit down. And it's like, okay, so first order of business. And I went, whoa, whoa, hold on. Um, I was just in the hallway. Everybody here heard that council member screaming at me and we're not going to address that. And the council president said, well, that's a personal issue that I encourage you to work out. And I go, no, it's not. <laughs> Cause he said as a council member that the rest of the council don't want me to be here. And if that's the case, then I'll just go. And if you guys want me to take a call, if that's the case, then oh, these meetings are useless. And the, the council president's like, oh, flush. I'm like, yeah, everybody heard that, right? I'm like, everybody heard that? Everybody? Everybody in the room's like, yeah, we all heard that. I was like, so can we just address that this happened? 
And he goes, well, I, I don't want you to take a call. I, I never said that. Yeah. And there was like, no, it's blah, blah. Yeah, we're all on the same page. Okay. Executive session, you know, hit the gavel thing. Everybody leaves and they're like, what do you think you're doing? Young man, bringing that up, airing that dirty laundry in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, me, really, I got yelled at. <laughs> like I didn't air the laundry. He was yelling it. So I said, I packed up my stuff and I go, I'm deserved an apology. And until I get it, um, I'm not coming to these meetings. And I just backed up and left. And so about, so they were having on average, you're supposed to have one council meeting a month. They were having like four a month oh. because they couldn't do anything, couldn't get anything done. So the, the head elder and the, the president come to my office and they said, well, we, we want you to know um, that this has to come to an end. Like this, this is not a good situation. Uh, this is unhealthy. We need you in those meetings. That's, that's how this runs. Go, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Um, if you don't go to those meetings, we're going to cut your salary to $1. And I just started laughing. <laughs> and the, that was not the reaction they were expecting. I just started giggling. And I said, dude, I'm gone. <laughs> I've got like three calls on my desk. So I'm just going to leave. And they could not fathom that I would I would dare. It's the best church this has ever been. How? how huh? Sounds like the worst church ever. Then you should have no trouble right? replacing me with someone better. Yeah, I was just like, bye. Wow. So I took I took a you call. Are, I'm, I'm reading this article. It's your life. <laughs> I took a call, <laughs> and I was. Is he Engelbert? <laughs> is that your pen name? <laughs> so <laughs> the, the best part is I announced the call the next day. <laughs> Or two days later, because that was a Friday, and announced it in church on Sunday, and I then I said, "By the way, this is my last Sunday because I'm moving next week." Done. <laughs> it was like, is that how you got here? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I was just no. This is this is helpful. They, they, I mean, I've known a little bit about this story, but so, not at this level. So they were in like twenty three minutes. I know. Level. <laughs> so. Um, then they, they started giving me grief. They were like, you haven't given us any time to, to come up with a transition plan. I was like, nope. That would be true. Yeah. So what are you going to do? <laughs> Fire me? <laughs> I don't work here anymore. <laughs> All right. I'll give you your dollar back. That'll buy you a year. And that was part of the reason. They were like, why are you going to? Because well, you tell me if I don't go to the next meeting, you're going to come in. So I'm, I want to move before the next meeting. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Wow. That is the – that may be the coolest this, bad church story I've ever heard. That's awesome. And this is that really large, wealthy – is that the – Yeah. It, um, speaking of large, wealthy churches, the people are leaving. <laughs> well, so <laughs> – I haven't gone anywhere yet. I'm still at – I'm still at uh, Glory Day. So. Okay, great. Yeah. True story. True yeah, story. What's your plan there? Mm-hmm. Men's ministry. Had a great meeting yesterday and today about it. It's going good. Men's ministry. Men's ministry. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Have you done the, the 14,000, the, the peak challenge? Oh, yeah. A couple Is times. That, should I do that? Bill invited me to go on that. It's um, something that I, I know I want to do. Well, then, yes. No you, died on one? No. I think that no. would be good. We did have an uh, unfortunate situation this year. My father-in-law went. He'd never climbed struggles. a mountain in his life. He's 66, and he did it. Yeah. He was nice. not. 
it was hard. It was hard this year. It was a tough one, but mm-hmm. uh, he only fell a few times on the way back down. But and he still went through physical therapy. But other than that, he he did it, um, <laughs> and I was very proud of him. He did not grumble. He did it. But we did have one guy because we bring some guys from the in Omaha uh, Open Door Mission. Yep, and um, <clears throat> so they're great guys. They just fit. You know, they fit in. They're doing worship. But one of them decided there's two peaks that you do. So you go up and we do Belford. And then it was Lincoln like, and Bross? No, we did uh, Belford. And then okay. there's another one called, uh, what was it? I don't remember. It's another one. Yeah. So it's another like three hours over there. He didn't tell anybody. He went. He ran out of water. Ooh. And he's coming back from that other peak to go back. And while we were back at camp, it's like, where where are those guys? Where's the, all that group? We didn't know. And there's no cell phone coverage. Sure. We're at this military camp out by Leadville. He, he had to get life lighted off that mountain, which is not free. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, he, he almost died up there. That guy almost died up there. He was not, and there was no get. Yeah. Uh, so it is not without some risk, but you just stay with the buddy, you know, and let him know. Don't, don't. Yeah. And, and you can turn on. A lot of guys don't make it. Uh, yeah. of, like they, I remember we're going up, we're coming out of the tree line. Um, we can, I can see it gets pretty steep. And then a lot of guys are just like, I'm good. And they start going the other way, which is not inspiring uh, when you decide to keep going. Um, I mean, I saw a guy vaping. Was, you know, he's he's up there hiking. So, yeah, you could do it. <laughs> you can totally do it. <laughs> yeah, it's not that, it's not that bad. Um, yeah. Well, matters what mountain you do. That's right. I can't. With the first one, when my son was 13, he did it, the first one. And anyway, that was two peaks. Is um, a Gray and Tory's Peak. Pretty, it's it's yeah. not bad. So it matters what mountain it is. I think that matters. But you'd you'd be great. You'd be no, fine. That's, that's something that's becoming fat and old. That I, I used to do a lot of hiking and climbing all that. And it's mm-hmm. it's uh, if you've never been up, climb up a mountain and looking off it at the area below. Like there mm-hmm. is nothing better it's than beautiful. all creation. And so, uh, yeah, Bill sent me the invite. You should. And it's it's definitely on the uh, Alyssa Thomas Sarah. It's definitely on Dad's radar. Sweet. It's so. awesome. And it's you know going on a Thursday back on a Monday. So it's not like you're committing yeah. tremendous time. It's only a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tent camp, uh, Camp Hale. It's great. World War II training camp for uh, winter assault of the Alps. You'd, you'd be getting into that kind of history stuff. And, and Do they have Nazis there we can Nazis. kill? No. <laughs> There's no Nazis. Um, but no, it's, 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 it's I've gone in a couple times. Uh, Speaking of killing Nazis. Yeah. And we were. <laughs> well, no, just getting well, back to I? our Lutheran <laughs> Illuminati. So yeah, I, yeah. I would say um, I didn't realize that. So what happened in my circumstance, I thought was like, wow, we have a couple of jerks in the district office and we have some jerks in synod and they all worked together to make a couple of jerks in my church. I didn't, I would not have put it together like, no, that's a thing. That's like a standard cultural right. thing in the LCMS. That's scary. Yeah. And if it happens to that church. Yeah. Like the, why couldn't, I mean, really couldn't that? Well, that's, it was a big church, kind of an important church. Right. So I get it. Right. That's, I mean, one of the reasons people were surprised that I I took a call from that big congregation to a small church like this. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Trust me. I did that big church once. (laughs) Good. <laughs> yeah. I don't ever have to do that, that again. That's one thing I've mm-hmm. – that's been a big change for me mentally just to go walk into a place and, and know I can know everybody. That's a really big difference. Never, I haven't felt that. Yeah. You, know, you, you can't. 
you ever read The Monkey and the Fish? I think I told you yes. about that book. Yeah, that was part of our sin <clears throat> required reading. Was it really? Yeah. Our last class is a Good leadership, for them. leadership class. Um, relationship Cure, Monkey and the Fish. Yeah. A bunch of books like that. So I, I think that there's a natural sort of like bubble for organizations that when you get to a certain size, mm-hmm. you're too big. Yep. And you have to plan in advance how to manage that mm-hmm. because um, churches can get to a spot where they're big and now we're, we're managing the idea of being a big church. It's like a, the line in some movie, like, I don't want a boat. You know, I'm just in love with the idea of having a boat. Like when you have a boat, you're like, ah, I got Freaking take care of this stupid boat all the time. <laughs> it's a lot of freaking work. Like, it's, like the idea of a big church is cool. But so look at the stats, right? So a couple of facts. So when I was, when I was going back to SEM and uh, PTS, my, my thesis advisor uh, taught a class on uh, Reformed Orthodoxy in America, and he made the statement. He never had an LCMS pastor in his, or an LCMS anyone in his classes, so I was like his, like, he you know, being my he was the unicorn. <laughs> he became my thesis advisor because he thought it was interesting. And But he said in class that no church should be over 400 members. He goes, if you're over 400, you can't really be. And he was trying to make a point. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. 399, 400, oh my gosh. Like, Quit. That's like the Jehovah's Witness with 144,000. Like, now you have 144,000 <laughs> from the first member. One of you is going to. So, but, but no, his idea was the bigger you get, it's just not the church anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and what's interesting is the statistics bear this out. When you look at the effectiveness of evangelism, how many members of a church does it take to bring in a disciple, right? Bring in mm-hmm. the smaller churches are more efficient. Mm-hmm. And when you right. look at the average size church, where do most people want to go to worship on a Sunday? More people choose to go to small churches than large churches. Mm-hmm. Yet every small church wants to be a large church. But when it's proven that when it comes to what people want and what's effective for ministry and mission, it's the smaller congregations. Yep. That's not to say there can't be big churches, but what you're saying, look, exactly. It just means that there's additional difficulties and problems in being a large church that a smaller church by design right. isn't going to have. Yeah. And I think that like this is where you can start having the conversation about network churches. Mm-hmm. So sharing of resources. But I, even there, like our synod started as like a network church. There were like 14 of us. And we're like, you know, if we all threw money in a pot, we could send a missionary mm-hmm. to over there to them Indians. And we did. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, we're walking together. We're synod. And now it's it's too big. And all we do is fight over resources mm-hmm. and power. And it's it has lost. The, the synod is not a church. Like these places that dot the countryside where, you know, word and sacrament happen, those are churches. The synod is a company that churches have voluntarily right. associated themselves with because in an ideal situation, they think it benefits them or the overall mission of God that they've committed themselves to, right? Hmm? So what was the synod's operating budget? How many days do they have now that mm-hmm. they can operate on? I mean, because to, to solve the problem that you were talking about, you know, uh, with this uh, – What's it called? The Illuminati or the the bad guys, right? It's just stop giving money to synod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, literally in a week it goes away. Yeah, because the synod goes away. Except that they get a fair amount of funding from uh, big donors that directly contribute, <clears throat> and they're part of the political process and, and problem. And that's happening. And the move is and will continue to be to sell properties that synod can sell. I'm, I am convinced. And I, I ran this by that, that person I met in that place doing that thing. I said, I think, I think they're going to sell St. Louis. And he goes, 
Oh, there's there's been talk about that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 want to sell. Like that that would be the perfect move would be to sell the St. Louis Seminary, take all of that, which is it's got to be close to a half a billion dollars. When all is said and done, and you put that in a little trust fund, and you just live off the interest, and it just pays for the operations of Synod forever. Forever. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Ta-da. Yeah, no. My, because uh, <laughs> Wash U will buy it in a heartbeat, right? Oh, it's so oh, everybody will buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's such a, yeah. My buddy I went to college with lives right by the SEM. I go see him every time I'm down there. His wife works for Wash U. She's kind of the public relations person. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we just did our capital campaign. And, well, we'll we got $2 billion for something we sent on a letter. It's like, oh, I guess money's, money's not a problem. <laughs> so how do you make us a winning? I mean, it's all about being a winning team, right? People yeah. want to support a winning team, and why aren't we a winning team? Mm-hmm. Not at a congregational level. Right. We're talking Missouri Synod Incorporated. Uh, I think. I mean, I I tend to think that we are still grappling with. Um, it's just kind of ingrained in our identity that we left. We left Germany because somebody tried to tell us what God, hymnal Mark to use. Still, he's still, his ghost is still haunting us. <laughs> and all we've done ever since is like find a bad guy, shoot a bad guy. Find a bad guy, shoot a bad guy. Like the walkout was up, was great. Like people talk about how painful it was. Like, no, I think that was like the height of when you're when you have this nature to find and kill bad guys. <laughs> And then, oh my gosh, there they are. <laughs> They're all in one place. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's your friend, but whatever. That doesn't sound like <laughs> a very German thing at all. That <laughs> 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 <Ooh. laughs> <laughs> <I> got uncomfy. <laughs> Yikes. I'm Czech, so I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even a real pastor. Yeah, I might be. Petrock. I mean, who's named Petrock, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, Peter the Rock. Yeah, that guy. I think. Um, <laughs> But I think that's what it is. I, I think it is. We, it look is. For, we look for bad guys. We want to kill bad guys. Yeah. And we're all going to just keep doing that. Prime target. Fat <laughs> neck would save him. Fat neck will save me again. Took a bullet in the back of my, <laughs> <laughs> of my neck. Doink. <laughs> and bounced off. Dunk. Speaking of bullet in church, I went to Romero's house. Oh yeah, yeah. How was that? Interesting. Up, yeah. Huh. It's like, oh yeah, he died right there. Okay, great. <laughs> Shot down by his own government. The federales. Yeah, that was. All the federales say. Yeah. So back, let's just put a bow on that. I think that um, that dude that, that I met me. in that one place, he said he thinks this article is gonna move the needle, and it could be the thing that pushes Harrison out. You're going to vote for Harrison, though. Obviously, I've, I've voted for him like seven or eight times already. This month, yeah. <laughs> I just keep keep sending emails. I don't Do know. Do SP guys get to vote? No. No. We're not pastors, remember? <laughs> What's SP stand for? Oh, specific ministry. <laughs> Oh. We got to come up with something better than than specific ministry. It's got to be like stupid. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's got to be much. I'm sure someone's come up with this. Ask, ask the Illuminati. What is They've the got M? What is the M? Um, Maybe pastor. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Mostly pastor, <laughs> but not all pastor. Something much maligned. Much maligned. Um, 
Yeah, so here's what I'd, I'd be interested to hear from you. So Uh-oh. I talk all the time about like living faith has the secret sauce. The secret sauce. Do we really or am I just full of it? Because I'm, I'm an outsider. You're right? pretty new. I, I mean, what? the new SMP. What is it? So the acronym is didn't understand much books. I'll study something. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It fits. <laughs> well, the good thing is they just picked the, the good ones. That's the ones we, that's the ones we study. So. <laughs> part of the didn't understand much books, I'll study something. That's right. All right. We'll let the spurious things be spurious. And Says the five-year guy. Yeah, yeah. Five-year guy. Best T-shirt I ever owned. <clears throat> I have one. Honorary. Honorary. <laughs> the only honorary. Luke's going to teach me Greek now. I am. I got flashcards in my office. I got I I Quizlet. I use Look, Quizlet. If you're gonna you got to learn gotta, you Greek. You've got to memorize the alphabet oh. at least. <laughs> yes, Duncan. There's no computer program that has the whole New Testament on there that can parse and decline and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Of course there is. So yeah. why do you need to learn Greek? You need to learn the syntax and the grammar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut up, Duncan. Okay, maybe I won't then. Um, no, that's uh, – the secret sauce is the Holy Spirit. That's, How long have you code. been at Living Faith kind of – I don't know, Medium time since October. Yeah, so not very long. Yeah, a couple of months. A couple of months. Uh, but that's, I think that's the code word around here, right? Secret sauce. Secret sauce. It's AKA Holy Spirit, right? I don't know. I'm asking. Well, that's what I think when I hear secret sauce. I just, th- I just think uh, Holy Spirit. Can offer us something. Do you want something to drink? I was gonna no, I got for water. I'm good. What do you have? Diet Pepsi. Pepsi and maple syrup. You need to restock. Some mustard. Can I have a Diet Pepsi, please? Yeah. Thank you, sir. <laughs> anyway, back to your church. Um, yeah, so um, that question came up. That question came up at council, right? Like what makes a good church? What's the special sauce thing? And I wasn't at council because I was there, my, yeah. my brain turned off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you were concussed. Somebody pressed a switch <laughs> in the back of my head and I went night night. Slipped. <laughs> yes, That's right. clearly. Outside the gym. gym. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a thing. That could have been bad. You did your workout. That's the great thing. <laughs> well, you, I, you went inside. Up. You went inside. When you tell the story years from now. I, I totally yeah, worked out. Totally. PR. The- <laughs> Dude. And so where I hit my head, right, right at the base of the skull, is on, I hit C2 where my neck connects to my, my gourd. It's called if, – if it breaks, it's called a hangman's break. Yeah. That's, that's, where, that's the spot, huh? It's the spot. Mm. I'm, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> yeah. The nurse was like, wow. Who's doing your funeral? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Are you going to get – Ben out. Really? All right. Absolutely. So we got that recorded. So. Absolutely. Okay. If I, if I get to ask somebody to do my funerals, Ben, come on. Is he good at funerals? I don't know. We should probably find out. <laughs> <laughs> Why will I care? I'll be dead. I've done zero of them. <laughs> oh. Because I want someone go. terrible at my funeral. <laughs> hey, I could be your guy. <laughs> Maybe it's you. Oh, are you kidding me? Absolutely. I mean, I, Ben's a pretty good preacher. I've heard him preach. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just. He's part of the Illuminati now. No, he is definitely not. Hmm. Anyways, back to When's he going to be on the show? We have Ooh. another hour to kill. When's he going to be on the show? On the show? On here? I know. On this show. You um, said he was going to come on. It was going to be a... He makes a trip up here once or twice a year, and he has committed to the next time he makes that trip, he'll be on the show. I just don't know when that is. Nice. Yeah. He went to sim with both of you guys, right? Yeah. He's a five-year guy. 
He also has the T-shirt. But he made something of his life. I was going to say, he's a five-year guy who got a PhD. He's getting a PhD and um, also spent a year in Germany because he's fluent in German mm. studying over there. And, and he spent a year in Germany in high school, in college, I think in college. Do you guys know Bodhi then? And, oh, Bodhi? yeah. I know Bodhi. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's friends with my buddy Jim who wrestled in Munich okay. at Buena Vista. And, yeah. and still goes to German class, fluent German. So, so I, his dad, so Jerry Senior, was my pastor when I was like in first through fifth grade at at uh, Wyzetta, Redeemer Wyzetta. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And his sister Aaron Bodie is smoking hot. Sure, I'm sure your wife loves to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's she has heard it. That's, <laughs> That's that's my recollection. Now it's recorded forever. So, so here's here's the <laughs> this this is a Ben Hope story, and here you go. This is a this does not put him in a bad light whatsoever. But um, I will find a story like that sometime to tell about Ben. Anyways, um, so I know the Bodies because uh, I used to go to Redeemer Wyzetta, um, Jerry, and then Aaron, and they had a bunch of kids. But Aaron is like one year ahead of me, so we were always in the like junior high choir and stuff together at the Lutheran school. So I know her pretty well. She's got a phenomenal singing voice. She actually made a career. So if you Google Erin Bodie, you'll find she's got albums and records and stuff. She was in St. Louis um, doing local places, like singing. We used to go to this one spot on the loop, and it was cool little wine. Like you actually buy a bottle of wine, sit down, and they, they serve like appetizers and stuff. So it was like a liquor store with – like a fancy wine store, not liquor store. Um, and they'd have jazz and music and stuff on Saturday nights. Well, I saw a flyer that said Aaron Bodie was going to be there. And I was like, all right, next Saturday, I'm like, all right, guys, we got we to go. We're going to listen to this Aaron Bodie. Look, this is going to be awesome. So I get these guys to go, get a couple of bottles of wine. We're eating, we're laughing. It's uh, Tyndall, Haupt, uh, I think Mashkey was there. I'm not sure, but a couple other guys. And so there's Aaron Bodie. She's up there singing. We're all drooling over, right? She's hot. <laughs> and I go, I'm going to go up and talk to her. And they're like, you will not. And I go, I'm go up and talk to her. Not only that, I bet I can get a hug out of her and have her over at our table for an hour. And they were all like, that is not going to happen. I go, 20 bucks. Let's the do bet it. is 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> We got that. She's we got that, that for Christmas. Yes, <laughs> completely lost it. That. So <laughs> we watched that on Christmas break. Get <laughs> so, that movie. She says. <laughs> she said she does. She's doing her little set. We're all laughing and talking. I've, everybody's got twenty bucks on the table, and uh, so she she finishes up and she says, "I'm going to take a little break. I'll be back on in about ten minutes." So she goes and sits down at a table, and I look over there. And I'm like, I recognize one of them. I think that might be her mom. I wasn't sure. So I walked over, and I said, I just got to tell you, um, when you were there singing, man, it just brought me back to, to this childhood memory I have. And she's doing that like, oh, creepy guy talking to me. This is, <laughs> this is gross and weird. I hope he goes away smiling like, yeah, thanks. That's really – and I go, this this – girl used to sing behind me in junior high choir in this little tiny, I mean, this little podunk Lutheran church in Minnesota. And she kind of looks at me and I was like, you know, it was just wonderful. Her dad was the pastor and I'm just kind of spinning it. Now, she, now she's kind of sitting up a little bit. And I said, Redeemer, why Zeta? And she grabs my shirt and goes, who are you? <laughs> I looked at her and go, it's kind of a hug. I said, Luke, Tim. 
like our families are actually really close. I I wasn't close to her at all because she was my brother's age and I was a turd and she was the hot popular girl at school. So <laughs> so she jumps up, gives me this huge hug. And it's like, oh, my gosh. You know, people are standing up at the table like, oh, how's your dad? I'm not talking to her family's there and cousins and stuff. We're all laughing. And Meanwhile, the guys <laughs> turn around and walk back. And I sit down. Don't say a word. <laughs> I just scoop up all the money and stick it in my pocket. And she comes over and sits down. We're chatting. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Then, then she found out that she was the center of a bet that won me like 100 bucks. And she was a little pissed. But I didn't care. Yeah, it was on a box, so whatever. <laughs> it would have happened whether you got paid or not, right? right who cares? <laughs> Join us next week on Reliving the Glory Days with Luke Tim. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorite gags I ever pulled. Uh, <laughs> it was great. Almost as good as the erection. Um, were you there for that? When well, uh, Wang Young Ji? No, that's another Impressed. erection story. Uh, many translations <laughs> in Korea. There's only one oh. virgin. <laughs> Today we talk about God's <laughs> eternal erection. Oh, you too, put that one. <laughs> oh, like I felt like the entire class looked at me. Like if you cannot laugh, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, buckle up, boneheads. This is gonna be hard. I can't get all the way through class without laughing. Um, no, when when it might have been before you, we were all at a table. It was when Angry James was visiting here in Iowa, and we. I've never seen Angry James in Iowa. Yeah. It was like the year before you came. Uh, there was a pastor, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now, and that pisses me off. He's a good guy. Um, we all bet him $10 each at the table during the convention. Um, we, we said we'll give, each give you 10 bucks if you stand up and ask a question using the word erection. <laughs> and he did it. And it was like we're all sitting there like heads down <laughs> – trying to not make eye contact and the second he was like just trying to figure out in the grand scheme like we're um as we're piling together our doctrines and this whole like giant uh, you know erection of different ideas so we worked it in in a way yeah <laughs> and like we all shake our heads and everybody pulls out their wallet and throws ten dollars in the middle and he like started to giggle so he had to like cough like <coughs> <coughs> sorry I'm wondering. <laughs> he did it. It was, it was phenomenal. What was his name? Shoot, that's gonna drive me crazy. What makes a good church? Uh, if your pastor will stand up and use the word erection <laughs> in a question <laughs> in a conference, that was great. That was great. Uh, what makes a church great? That's what we're talking about, right? <clears throat> Petrak was gonna say something. I was gonna say something. Yeah, good. I, I, I boiled it down very, very simply because I've got to experience many of the churches in this area because, mm-hmm. you know, I still remember my first time in St. Paul's. That was and last. You want to say there's a chance? So what happened to that ADM service? I, I, I get up there. I've never done traditional liturgy in my life. You led worship there? Mm-hmm. When they were calling you. During the vacancy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've never done, I don't, I really am pretty clueless. Like You read the words on the page. Yes. I uh, say the words, oh, and, they, and they back had that, to me. They had that, ni- they had that, say, hey, they had that nice uh, uh, hey. binder, you know, she had that binder yeah, all yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great until they got to the part where it wasn't, and it's over there. 
in the hymnal. That's not in the right. Well, we changed that. It's yeah. All, it, well, so that was my first experience. It, it was not a good feeling. Um, I mean, that's literally going back to junior high memory <laughs> of what those words should be after the dot, dot, dot. Yeah. That wasn't fun. But anyway, I stood up there. You know what? Some guy yelled at me in the back. I'm telling him who I am, Dan Petrock, I'm Professor DMAC, I just got ordained like this, like last week or whatever, and tell him who I am. And some guy in the back, which tells me a lot about that church, it was totally joking, but totally awesome. He, Some guy in the back goes, you qualified? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I will always regret to this day that I did not say this. Never is what I should have said, but mm. I didn't. I, mm-hmm. I fumbled around, but um yeah, that tells me a lot about – I was shocked at how many people were there at 8 a.m. That's our big service is 8 a.m. And, and all these children uh, with parents. But it's, it's I know, but I was like, well, who are these people? Yeah. Like when I had little kids, there's no way we would have got to this thing. What, what is going on here? These people in the front row, worshiping, happy. I'm like, how, how, it's 8 a.m. What are you guys doing here? <laughs> there's this like the sweet little window where it, your kids get up early anyways. Right. And like so your kids wake up at 7, you're up because your kids are up. Might as well go. And get church over with. Right. Yeah. Might as well get our pants on and go. I was, but that, that always, I will always remember that. And then um, there was a pastor in the audience uh, who <clears throat> helped me for the second service. Yeah. Who's the pastor in the... I, yeah, I can't remember his name. Anyway. <laughs> was was he a Lutheran pastor? Yes. <laughs> yes. Elsie Mess. Yeah. He been up front. <laughs> <laughs> He's just home visiting. What he, was he her was, name? He's from... Oh, he's okay. right, so. But he helped me a lot, actually, the second time. So I felt a little better. But no, I think... Uh, one, here's, the, here's the most recent thought on this. Uh, churches that don't sweat the small stuff and allow them to interrupt the, the work of the gospel are healthy uh, in that they, if they are big deals, they talk about them openly and honestly and even passionately. Um, yeah. And so if, if that dynamic is what is going on, which seems like that's what's going on here at Living Faith – it's a pretty healthy situation. I feel completely comfortable to say what's on my heart mm-hmm. to people here and vice versa. It's just really open and honest. And the little things, there's just tons of grace and forgiveness, and that's not a big deal. Uh, it's not going to kill what's going on here. And then when I go to other churches, I'm like, oh, that's a big deal? Really? That doesn't seem like that should be a big deal. So why are you even talking about that? Right. I think the devil will use those instances to really knife. Uh, and if I look down that list, it's like, oh, yeah, that's sort of so I don't know. That's part of it. But but in general, when things are happening and there's – like I just – like, okay, you, you crack your head open. You get a phone call. You got to preach your sermon in an hour and a half. I have no idea. Thank God I had the notes. I said some words. But I did relay a story that then I found out is about a funeral of a pastor and then there's somebody here who was at that funeral. Just weird. You know, just, I don't know. Dots connect. People know each other. Doors open. Um, I don't know. Prayers happen. Bible studies rampant, mm-hmm. um, new believers coming to faith, uh, people who would hate the gospel potentially all of a sudden don't. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's the word is working, it's flowing, it's happening in and through the people. Uh, it's a culture, right? Culture yes. eats everything for lunch. And so I think your your story from before mm-hmm. really explains this 10 years later. Yeah. Because you you want to be the anti of that, um, and I did find out. I think I've I might have found out Luke's biggest fear. What is it? 
I think, wow, well, maybe I'm wrong. Tramp stamps. <laughs> <laughs> Tramp stamps. His biggest fear. Not fear. Disappointment. Disappointment. <laughs> that, disappointment. That was disappointment. But I think his biggest fear is pedestal. So uh, he, he does not want to be uh, pedestal or elevated or thought more of than he is than a poor, wretched sinner like the rest of us. So he loves knocking himself off it and letting everybody else do it to him at the same time, which is kind of fun <laughs> and healthy <laughs> and fun. Um, mostly fun. Mostly fun. <laughs> um, but that's – that's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That I think maybe that's so I think that's one of Luke's biggest fears. So if that's true, then one of the things you're going to be doing is making not. sure he doesn't self-sabotage. Yeah. That is a Definitely. scary proposition. Cuz I'm going to be good at that. <laughs> well, we've had a few conversations about a few things and I'm like, "Wow, you know what? The Holy Spirit's going to work on you, Luke." Mm-hmm. And he is. And vice versa. Yeah. It it is it's a weird pedestal thing with me too because <clears throat> I Sort of self-deprecating will um, talk – like I don't mind talking about – I got a huge ego and this and that. I'm all, like I, right. But I do that in a way that is um, is a caricature to be made fun of mm-hmm. because it's good. I think that's healthy for the yes. church to be able to pick on me. And- yeah, I, did, I had a conversation with another guy who's talking with another pastor and that pastor was made fun of a little bit and that was a big deal. Really? That's like a, like we are. That's not happening again. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not. <laughs> in fact, Luke looks me in the face and is like, you need to make more fun of me. <laughs> you need to knock me down more. You need to push back. Yeah. Um, and so that's again an unhealthy versus a healthy. Another scenario. I mean, you could go through a whole bunch. Yeah. Uh, but it is. Um, I don't know. It's just Christian fellowship. Like we're on the same team. Let's 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 champion this thing way bigger than us. Uh, I don't know. That's and what whatever means by which that needs to happen. Let's let's be open to that leading by the Spirit. Uh, be faithful to the Word and sacraments. You know, what's one thing I wanted to bring up today, though. Hmm. One thing I think would be good for either one or both of you, um, Lutheran pastors, right? We're all Lutheran pastors, so. We're good at uh, talking about, you know, the Illuminati or these negative things or the anti-therapeutic deism, whatever, right? Killing the bad guy. Yeah. But what I would like, maybe not today or someday, um, articulate the gospel. You guys articulate the gospel in your own – you do it every Sunday. Right. right? We do it – it's like whatever – like I said this last Sunday, you weren't here because you were, you know, concussed. <laughs> Unconscious and such. <laughs> but I do remember I do I, – I had a horrible experience in that one week. I go to a, a pastor's funeral, no gospel. Go to a Catholic church, uh, body and blood, first communion, no gospel. Um, and I'm like, you know what? This is unique. You guys do – and I called almost every Lutheran pastor I knew that week because I don't get to preach normally. Um, and I told them, you guys don't get it. I mean I know it's whatever – and your people are like maybe like whatever, but I'm telling you this is it, this is way important. And and I've I've gotten a flavor of not of like oh my god, there's whole churches that this is this isn't the deal. Mm-hmm. And um, you guys are good at it, and you know what you're doing, and and you articulate the gospel very well. And so maybe just do that once on a podcast. I'm you know what's saying. interesting is um, Lincoln yeah. brought this up at our last um, 
is great great analogy for um, a sermon to be preached at some point. I think it was his wife work doing or <clears throat> somebody he's related to. Their job was had a component of their job was to identify um, fake money, counterfeit money, and the way to do that is not to try and um, figure out what all the fake stuff looks like, but to know what the the real thing looks like, mm-hmm. to, to know the, the authentic mm-hmm. so well right. that the fake stands out. Yes. Brilliant, brilliant sermon um, tool there, it's, uh, analogy at some point. But that makes me think like part of our, part of our training is backwards because we go to the seminary and a lot of what we do is – Learn to identify and call out heresies. All heresies. Like now, I know every heresy super duper well. And let me piggyback on that. When it comes to our understanding of the gospel, what's the, what's the one metaphor that we use ten times more than any others? The forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. In the Lutheran Church, the gospel is the forgiveness of sins. Instead of saying the forgiveness of sins is one way of talking about the gospel, is one way of describing the gospel. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the scriptures use many more other metaphors. In talking the gospel, darkness to light, mm-hmm. death to life, mm-hmm. um, growth, uh, these kind of things, rebirth. Right. And all of these are valid metaphors. Jesus turning water into wine is actually mm-hmm. the initial metaphor for the gospel outside mm-hmm. of the prologue. And we don't speak that way. Um, for mm-hmm. us, the gospel is your sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. When we do the absolution... The absolution is to pronounce the forgiveness of sins. It's not to proclaim life from death. It's not to proclaim right. light from darkness or new wine. You know, mm-hmm. it's your. If I don't say your sins are forgiven, I haven't done my job. And I think we sell ourselves short and our people short in helping them understand the richness of the gospel and what the gospel actually is by shortchanging it to one metaphor. Mm. Not even a metaphor. We just we we narrow it down into something so academic. And so, which is a, you know, okay. it's good. It's good, but. Yeah, but that's, short change is, is one way to say it, but it's like, you know, you, you this huge menu of deliciousness and you're like, I'm going to order the same thing every time. <laughs> like, and, and that one thing is good. It's, it's, it's good for you. Right? Yeah. yeah. Who does Good and good for you. Right. But you're missing out on the ice uh, cream. A whole lot of stuff. <laughs> right. right. And yeah. So, I mean, I, to your, to your point that there's churches that. And they don't. They don't preach the gospel. And so why am I coming here? And then, but for us, it's we've reduced the gospel to one image. Mm. Yeah. And it's the juridical, it's the juridical metaphor of Christ bearing our guilt and suffering the juridical consequences of our sins, of yeah. our misdeeds and our misidentity. But that's not the only way the scripture talks right. about what Christ has done for right. us. And so we struggle in talking to people about new, being a new creation in Christ, mm-hmm. about being truly alive. We do a good job of telling people that up in, and again, Luke, you're exactly right. The me, it's it's an it's a academic metaphor. In your head, you know I'm forgiven. I said Sorry. the words. You heard the mm-hmm. words. And if I asked you, are you forgiven? You would say uh-huh. yes because of Jesus. Uh-huh. But if I would say, are you born again? I'm a Baptist. <laughs> no, scripture speaks that way about the gospel. Yeah. Are you born from above? Yes, I am. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. And and are you you know. Do you have life, living faith, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was dead in my sins and trespasses, yes. and now I'm alive together in Christ. There's no mention of the forgiveness of sins there. Now, in Ephesians two, it'll right. go on to mention that, but in that in that unit, right. it's not there, right? So I was um, thinking about what you were saying about the 
that makes a lot of sense with what <clears throat> we've got at Living Faith, my, my story from Michigan. Um, I, I opened up my Kindle app on my MacBook here and went back to the first books I bought under this Kindle account, which would be connected to this congregation, my time here. So it's all that. Is, these are the first books I bought when I came here. Cracking Your Church's Culture Code, Change Leader, Change the Culture, Change the Game. And then there was one other one about, um, but I opened it up so it moved. Mm-hmm. Strategically Integrated HRD. Mm-hmm. It's kind of lame. Um, but yeah, that was one of my biggest things coming here was I, I kind of got in my head like I couldn't pinpoint the like this is the problem. Like if just if that guy died, <laughs> everything would be fine at this church in Michigan. It wasn't that. It was like yeah. there was a – I identified it as there's a if culture the earth of something and swallowed the whole church that would solve the that would really solve the problem <laughs> um Jesus yeah. came back this is not a problem right <laughs> so it, eventually eventually this is but like getting getting to that I was reading those books and hanging out with the the president of the church at the time was a great guy and we were sitting there talking and I said man I think I, I don't think that the culture at living faith was bad it wasn't Great, but I said I, I think the most important thing is going to be to develop an awesome culture, and that will just and and going through. I, I don't remember all the stuff I was doing. I mean, this was ten years ago, but I remember thinking this is going to be so hard. <laughs> this is going to be so hard. How many years did it take? I would say five or six. Okay, and it was a lot of like like hard. I never even talked to you. I didn't know about this. Yeah, got some, yeah I mean. Tough so decisions. So I'm just coming in cold to this scenario. Yeah. And it was. I'm saying it's different. When I preached here and you're in Kenya in July, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is, this is different. And I said some things out loud. I never thought I would say. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that was really weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good. It's trippy. It is trippy. <laughs> Yeah, we do things here that um, people often are like, really? LCMS? Yep. Huh. <laughs> we had a, a service of uh, prayer, healing, and anointing with oil. Nice. And uh, people were like, huh, is that LCMS? Can you do that? Like, I don't know. It's in the Bible. <laughs> like, <laughs> LCMS not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it violates scripture. Can it <laughs> be LCMS? And I don't know. That was weird. Uh, I've, I've talked to several people here who, um, I don't know, is liberated a good word for it? They feel like maybe in the, <laughs> they, they feel like, uh, you mean I can actually be like this? Like myself in Christ here, and we can do this. This is a deal, right? I don't have to be somebody else. I can just, I can be, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these people, I don't know, the relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. But it's not just the atmosphere. It's the uh, posture. It's the, uh, it's just the way it's the, and it's in that translates out of the building really well. It does. I had a, a great conversation last week with this woman, um, Gave a large sum to the church, um, unexpected, not anticipated, just, oh, hi, okay, I, whenever I get those, I want to follow up and be like, I just want to make sure we're doing with this money the thing you want us to do with this money, because, like, it was just, 
you threw a pile of cash at it. <laughs> so what do we do? Where's the strings? <laughs> yeah, and that's we get those a lot and never strings. But I I want to honor that's a healthy. Yeah, like I <laughs> want to honor that and healthy. say you know. Want you to feel good about doing this again. <laughs> there's that. I mean, it's right. We don't want to blow this. Yeah, but like I, you know, if, if it's in the subject line, she had something like um, building fund. I'm like, so is there something you have an idea that we should be fixing? Like, and I don't know about it. <laughs> like, is the plumbing in the women's bathroom broke? <laughs> like, should I call somebody? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but no, she just wants it in that fund. So when we get to that point, we're going to build. She's she's starting. She goes, and there's going to be more of these. Just want you to know. So I'm not even going out looking for money. And it's like <laughs> piling up in the bank. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, but we were just having that conversation. And she said, you know, it's so sad because I went back to this other um, church with a friend of mine, this Lutheran church, and they were so mad because their their pastor preached for 18 minutes. And he's only supposed to do 15. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Really? And she goes, our pastor preaches for like 25 to 30 <laughs> almost every week. <laughs> My sermons are long. No, they're not well, that long. They're just they're twenty. The, they're twenty. Twenty-five. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Whatever. Well, and the question is: so you're you're in a church where there's there's the nitpicking of the stuff that doesn't matter, and there's the uh, we we had a guy come through our line out of church, and it was communion Sunday, so we had the we have the altars, the candle altars on the altar, and he and the acolyte forgot to light him. Whatever. No church. It didn't count. <laughs> Correct. Came through and he goes, me, you know, those candles on the altar weren't lit. And I was like, you know, Christ just gave you his body and his blood. And I think it's weird that you want to talk to me about candles. <laughs> Here, let me take the light of Christ out of your chest and stick it up there now. Is that, is that what we want? <laughs> but, but the point is, is that people who get hung up on, and it's not just noticing, because we all notice it. It's getting hung up on stuff that truly does not matter and dwelling on that and not what God has actually done in that time when you were in that room, when that service was right. going on. It, in my mind, it raises the issue. Do you, I mean, now we're going to sound charismatic, but do you have the spirit of Christ? Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. he ain't going to say that. Yeah. In fact, he's going to tell of humility, you, gentleness, and, and people make mistakes and all that, but it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a habit and it's going, I'm not sure we're on the same team. I'm not yeah. sure. Like, I know what God has done in your life, right. and he's working on you, and he's done a lot. You're baptized, you're all this, and you're here, and then you wow. open your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this dude needs your prayer. He needs to be praised. You know, like your mouth opens right. Up. And then you open your stupid face. Right. <sighs> and, and, and so you're talking about, you know, the synod and all that. I think that's the big problem. Hmm. It is like that is encouraged the nitpicking and the 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 not being able to over intentionally not overlooking right. the little stuff. Right, good, right, and proper is more important than. Did we do it right? Liturgical pietism. Yeah. Gosh, stop <laughs> it! See, I screw up every week here, <laughs> constantly. It's pretty I'm funny. trying not to. <laughs> it's not, it's not getting a lot better. See if you went to. The but, I, but I. But but but. <laughs> Yeah, if I would, you then, would have taken a worship class where for one class period I did take a worship class. It wasn't like this. Not no, like this dude. Graduate level class for one period we learned how to make the sign of the cross. Oh wow! Hour and a half. Hmm? 
It was an hour and a half of it. Of? Yeah, <laughs> of d- up and down, left and right. <laughs> like the ghost of DeWald and watch, yeah. right? And I sat there, oh, that class hurt. It hurt me from the inside all the way to I, the outside. I did really miss out, didn't I? You, too late. <laughs> Dude, we had a cl- one of those classes, same Worship 101. I'm sure will do that with me. He'll- oh, absolutely. <laughs> <sighs> Remember that, the, like, these are the different kinds of churches, like buildings. Mm-hmm. And, like, we sat for the entire class and looked at pictures of churches. Mm-hmm. Who was, was that? Who'd you have? Uh, I had the old guy talk like this. I never had that guy. <laughs> Brower. That was Brower. Oh, giant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was- I had Brower. That's all I remember is he sounded like You guys are really missing out I I missed a lot I think Brower went to jail Something happened with that guy Gerky went to jail That's right Yeah But getting back to Brower Yeah I mean if if you want it to be Brower We can say He probably should go to jail I don't know (laughs) No no, he knew the class was a joke But it was He was told by whoever Like you need to teach these specific things So he knew his one-on-one class was Was this is so dumb Oh, it's so bad. You did. Did the profs take bets on who's not going to make it in the ministry? I bet they do. Because that's a you made a hundred bucks on a girl singing a song. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. No, I like we sat for that whole class. I go, this is the church in the round. Here's another example of a church in the round. This is a church. <laughs> Buildings. I get it. They look like that. Whole class. Graduate level. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wanted to die. <laughs> and there was there was this whole long discussion about like when you pray and you turn the Iran's position, the Iran's position, like yeah. how, like what is the proper angle? Ang- <laughs> just up and out. I all I know is I wanted to die in that class. Yeah, you never lean on the altar. You never you never lean on it. Your hands Correct. are up, or they are folded. <laughs> Did ever tell you I broke my altar here? <laughs> so. We have, we have uh, the tradition, I think a lot of people do, the uh, Good Friday, you take the Bible at the end and you whack it and it makes a really super loud noise. So we do that, but I'm always trying to find a way to make it like louder or better or something. And, and like, Luke's got a massive strength. So you went. <laughs> so I was I was like, what if I like whack it on the altar as I close it? Oh, that doesn't work. I'm whacking it like a couple of times. I'm like, I'm just going to try to whack and like a whole big chunk of the bottom fell off. And I went. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Broke the altar. <laughs> so. No longer a sacrifice. <laughs> so, yeah, just snap like the ridge around it. You like, have to um, explain <laughs> why. I was practicing the Scriptus and yeah. learning how to bang the books close. That's what you paid me to do. I was whacking the altar. <laughs> whacking the altar with the Bible. So is it still broke? I glued it. Okay. I did a really good job. Back, like I, front, side? Back. back. Um, if you look at it, you can see the seam for sure. So you go soft now because you got to... Yeah. No, now we just we just mic the Bible. That's cheating. Mic it up? Yeah, that's fine. I can cheat. Okay. And actually, I don't know if we've, we're still doing it or not. I can't remember if we did it last year or two years ago and then we stopped doing it. We actually just had a sound effect. Mm-hmm. Baby. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We can do sound effects better than anything else. Why not? Just What's awkward is when they program the wrong sound effect in. Little sad trombone. <laughs> and they laid him in the tomb. It is finished. <laughs> 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 
Oh. <laughs> key number one. Key number one. Oopsies. <laughs> I've done it before. They, so on the soundboard, they can make me sound like a, because it's a digital soundboard, they can make me sound like a chipmunk. <laughs> so I've been like in the middle of a service before and all of a sudden I'm a chipmunk. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> did you see what they did with me on um, confirmation of my son? Oh, I haven't watched yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> so it's this really touching moment <laughs> and I'm about to die so so uh, for our confirmations it's almost always one person there's only mm-hmm. been a couple of there two so my kid is being confirmed at the end I always turn them around we do the prayer and everything and then I I present them and say please welcome the newest member and I'd gotten through I was doing fine and it caught and like I had like I was choked up and I couldn't get words out like I had that like I'm about to cry I'm not gonna <laughs> And I'm like, oh, this is not good. And I'm, I'm holding him like my, I got his shoulders like this. I'm standing a step oh, above him. Oh yeah, I heard. Okay. I and then it. Josh hits the, <laughs> the Lion King. Not Kenya. Whole place dies laughing. He saved my ass. Like I started laughing. That was brilliant. And nobody knew he was going to do it. He didn't tell the worship director. He didn't tell anybody. He just had it loaded up on his phone and was. Put it through the soundboard. Okay, it's brilliant. That's great. Tried playing <laughs> happy. If a different effect had been from, <laughs> yeah. he tried playing happy birthdays last week. Oh, really? For me in the oh. second service. Fun. And I made sure nobody started singing. So. Oh, why not? <laughs> that, they've done that to me when my birthday hits on a on a Sunday. It was, it was Saturday, but he, he okay. I must have mentioned it or something. Yeah. All right, well, let's mm. let's wrap this thing up. Sweet. All right, never have to do this again, right? No, definitely doing this a bunch more times. <laughs> this is fun. I like it. Well, we 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 uh, we can take off the gloves a little more maybe next time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and I need to get which means you guys then you can beat me up, beat me up a little bit then. Yeah, we should do a five a.m. recording. We do need to do those again. Those are better. I like those. I don't like doing it. What I tell you? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all over the place in that one, right? Um, uh-huh. Take it for what it's worth, man. That's that's a thing. It happened. Um, again, I want to I wanna reiterate and really drive this home. I'm not hating on, on anybody in leadership in the LCMS because uh, I don't know them. And I, I can't say I don't like anybody I don't know. Uh, I can disagree with stuff they do. Um, and, and there's a lot of stuff out there that I think needs to get addressed and we keep we keep silencing it in the name in the false name the heretical name of churchmanship as if uh, churchmanship is shut up and don't talk about the things that aren't good because that makes you a bad churchman and I say boo to that Um, we have to be when it comes to this stuff, I was thinking about it. Uh, it's a little bit like, you know, there's this distinction between in the Bible when people have to go to that person um, who have sinned against them and say to them, uh, whatever. You guys know how that goes, right? Then there are those Old Testament prophets where they come out and they say, this whole kingdom ain't right and something wrong. Got to do something about it. That's what I'm talking about. That's uh, that's what needs to start happening, I think. And it's not like a personal thing. There may be some some bad leadership at the top. There always was with Israel to kings, right? That always happened. I'm not saying that one way or the other. What I'm saying is that it's pervasive to the whole thing. Surely I'm at fault. Surely um, I can do things better, and I and I 
gladly, quickly, happily repent of the fact that I suck at um, stuff I do. Uh, I get it. But what I'm saying is um, this this thing's got to change. It's, this, it's too good of a sin to just flush it down the toilet because we don't like each other or whatever the problem is. Um, just dumb. Knock it off. Anyways, that's enough. All right. Uh, yeah, email me, whatever. Uh, all the things with LukeTim at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow me, Luke underscore Tim, on Instagram, Twitter. You can find me, Luke Tim, at uh, uh, Facebook, blah, blah. Sweet. Thanks, boys and girls. Uh, truly appreciate you listening, and uh, until next time, be good.